Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park to the hollow sky podcast we are your hosts steven and kyle and we are not doing this on the regular day no nope. it's so out of the can, norm we can get you an episode out monday um yeah it's rainy out it's early we are full of energy yeah i quit my job kyle quit his job and by quit my job i mean i just rained out today yeah he just quit his job for the second half of the day yeah yeah i wish i could quit my job permanently but that's a story for another time this is kind of a common theme with kyle yeah he's dead set on quitting his job i'm dead set on this (sighs) about to get full of energy uh kyle actually got a letter from monster energy today which is dope i did i did it's because i filed a complaint we thought it was going to be a sponsorship but it was just a free monster. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I complained to him. That's a win in my book. So basically, for all you people out there fighting in my defense. Here we go. I've salted the wound. Fighting in my defense, you will probably end up with a free monster out of it. If you just email them and tell them the new formula sucks, they will send you a certificate for a free monster it's pretty oh, sick it's personalized to get, a, to get a new fucking formula monster yeah it's personalized it had my name on it that so is, that is the letter did it said thanks so what Kyle. you're saying is they know who we are now absolutely but, i have yeah. done this is all me plotting obviously i dig it i'm sorry for the banter by the way oh yeah people people hate that i will i will start it takes putting us 20 minutes to get to the episode yeah i'll start you know putting what? the timestamp prior to the episode i won't this is our podcast i do whatever the fuck i want to do (laughs) jk anyway we got to get through the business before we can get to the what everybody really wants to hear 
And today, I'm bringing you a little cryptid episode that I just discovered this week. I'd never heard of it before, but I did now, so we're going to do that. Cool. First through the business. Check us out at all the social medias, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, fucking any social media platform that you can think of we're probably on and not that active in, so check us out. (laughs) (laughs) Valid point. Uh, If you have... uh, Wow. Cut all that out. Fuck that. Oh, anyway, come on over, hang out with us, share memes, share your weird stories, anything that you can add to the community. Feel free to do so. Uh, Everybody's great. We all like to have a good time. Yeah. And so on and so forth. If you've got a listener encounter you'd like to submit, Kyle's going to tell you how to do it. You can use. Basically anything that records your voice, record it, email it over to houseguypodcast at gmail.com, and we will air it, or you can write your story out, and then Steve will read it. Hell yeah. Actually, I'm probably just going to have like my phone start reading them. That way you guys will want to record it yourself. And yeah, we thought about doing that, which would probably monotone. be pretty cool. Yeah. Less reading for me. Yeah. Um, if you'd like to support the show, you can do it in many ways. First, tell all your weird friends about us. Keep those downloads going up because that's dope. Also, you can jump over to our Patreon and check that out. Look at the tiers. If there's anything that you think you'd like over there, you could sign up and support us that way. We got a bunch of cool shit. I sent out a bunch of stickers this week. So Patreon members should be getting those if you haven't got them yet. Uh, we have a Venmo. You can throw some money in the Monster Fund. All these just search up Hollow, Hollow Sky Podcast and you should come across us. Uh, another way you can support us is hopping over to your podcatcher and leaving us a five-star rating and review. We'll gladly shout you out when we get to it. Today, five-star rating and review is from Brinkman. Gave us five stars. It says, amazing storytelling. My wife introduced us to the podcast because we live in the same town and had to show the show support. But more than that, the podcasts are amazing. The way they're sh- the way they show their passion for the paranormal and the topics they touch on and their incredible storytelling ability lends itself to a great experience for the listener. Great stuff, guys. Keep it up. Well, Brinkman, thanks for taking the time to leave us a five star rating and review. Yeah, uh, for some reason, your name reminds or the. Your tag name there reminds me of Venkman. Like Peter Venkman? Yeah. And then if Could you be. just so happen to live in the same town as us, then you know that our McDonald's sucks. Just saying. <laughs> Throwing that out there. <laughs> He's fired up today, folks. Yeah, I got a lot fired of mind. It's just whatever. Um, If you send us a listener uh, story, listener encounter, we will... Uh, get to that and read it out today is from our friend diana it says story submission cloaked lizard man all right <laughs> that's awesome you fucking got my that is awesome love it stoked love it. it says hi steven and kyle i had a strange sighting on my way home from work in mid-december you'll probably think i done bumped my head when you read this but i promise that i didn't i work night shift in town while i live a half an hour away in the country I enjoy my ride home between 1.30 and 2 a.m. because it's quiet, and I often get to see the animals. I've seen foxes, coyotes, deer, elk, and cougars. Not your kind of cougar, Kyle. Winky emoji. (laughs) (laughs) 
I fucking love oh, it. That's awesome. How do they know you so well? I don't know, dude. You'd think they'd listen to me every week that's or something. Weird. Anyway, yeah, that's definitely Kyle's kind of cougar. Well, bringing it back around. I even had a cougar jump out of a ditch on my road and walk in front of my car as if escorting me home for a bit one night. When I went to grab my phone to film it, it ran away into someone's driveway. Anyway, because of all the animals, I'm on high alert for them and their glowing eyes because I don't want to hit any. I love animals and I love my car. I don't need it damaged by a deer or an elk. In the winter, it's often foggy when I'm on my way home, which makes me even more cautious. Well, on this particular December night, it was foggy. The fog here almost looks like grainy or static. You see the tiny moisture particles. I was going around 40 miles an hour in the fog when I saw what looked like a shape that was moving from the center of the road to the left. The grainy look was tiny lines of motion, and I was slowing down even more to better see what the heck I was seeing. It was actually a pretty clean line between the fog and the motion and the rest of the fog, and it was the shape of a giant lizard walking on two legs. The head was down a bit, and the tail was lifted a little upwards, maybe five and a half feet tall. Then last week on my way home, I caught some kind of animal that was super black down in the ditch behind the guardrail. It's one eye facing me, reflecting red in my headlights. I think it was too small to be a dog man, although the shape of the head seemed canine with erect ears. The head was the size of a German shepherd. Whatever it was, it was the first time for me. I hadn't seen anything that black. It was kind of like a solid shadow. But at night, it's hard to tell what it was. I have a lot of stories, but these are the most recent. I li- I've lived quite a paranormal life. Love the show, Diana and Oregon. Oregon. <clears throat> Interesting. Yes. Thank you so much for submitting your experience, Diana. For sure. Um, Man. The Lizard Man. That is definitely interesting. The way that you described it in the fog as like the shape kind of parting the fog, I guess, is you can almost picture it in your brain. Oh, yeah. Without doubt. Uh, actually, I caught something prior to this story. Um, when she, and it could just be me overthinking the situation a little bit, but when you said that you had a cougar jump out of the ditch and almost escort you for a little bit, like that has very Skinwalker vibes. I didn't think about that. Yeah, like it totally has Skinwalker vibes because I've heard stories of, skinwalkers keeping pace with people's vehicles before running right alongside of them at 60 miles an hour, 70 mile an hour. That's not creepy. saying you were going that fast, but it just, it definitely gave me that, that skinwalker vibe. Uh, the, the reptilian subject has just recently completely blown my mind. I keep hearing more and more about them. The fact that you very possibly have run into one, is rather interesting to say the least. Uh, and I was actually just talking to my wife about this subject earlier today. And I was like, you know, like me and Steve, we are quite the believers in the paranormal, but there is, there is definitely a clear, like there's that fine line where it's actually a hundred percent real. And it's, you believe that it's real. So the way I explained it to my wife was that like, I believe definitely in Bigfoot and those types of things, but it's a whole nether ball game 
when you have that rare ability to be face to face with a reptilian or Bigfoot. Like for me, even now, being who we are and the things we look into and the things that we believe in, I I would still be dumbstruck to see a reptilian standing ten feet in front of me. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like that that's borderline melt my brain. Like yeah, that'd be terrifying. Like and, and I'm I'm also openly sitting here saying that I believe that at the very least, the possibility of them being alive is completely plausible. But to stand there and see that thing ten feet in front of me, I would be like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, I probably like Steve. Just, we like they, you wouldn't say that to me. I'd probably be going. <laughs> probably, <laughs> and I'd be like, "Great, now I'm hanging out with reptilian." Hopefully, um, he's got some monster. When after you mentioned that about the Wendigo, if you put all of these Skinwalker, yeah, that's what I meant. I know. When you put them all together, it reminds me of like kind of the missing four in one scenario, but not so much. It's just more of the experiences of the people in the woods that see the predator entity. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then it's, which could be closely related to say the least. Yeah, that's kind of the first thing I thought of. Right. It's all. <laughs> It almost seems like it might all be connected with her encounters. And then the the crazy black dog thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I you, I mean, my initial guess would definitely be dog man right out of the gate. But if it's not the size, once again, you could fall back to the skinwalker. Maybe it's a baby dog man. Maybe it's a dog kid. Interesting. Could, Interesting. They got to grow, haven't, right? I haven't thought about that. But, yeah, I'm curious, Diana, to hear some more of your uh, other paranormal stories, see if it ties in to more outside phenomenon and the uh, geography of the area you're from in Oregon. I know it's prime Bigfoot territory, as it sounds, but like we've stated before, maybe these other creatures, you know, Goatman, Wendigo, all of them are just offshoots of uh, Bigfoot species, or maybe they are all are. Beings from an alternate dimension, which yeah. is my guess. But yeah, hit us up with some more of your uh, stories, Diana, whenever you get a chance. We greatly sure. appreciate it. All right. On to my story. So I was hanging out the other day, just chilling, watching some Hulu, I think. And there was this paranormal show hosted by William Shatner. Sick. I think it's called The Unexplained. I don't know, and they just offhandedly mentioned this cryptid that I'd never heard of before. So I started to look into it, saw that some other podcasts had done uh, episodes on it, so I just dug in a little bit and thought I would share it with you guys because it seemed dope, and the more I looked into it, the crazier it got. So today, I'm going to introduce you to the Van Meter Visitor. Sick. Or... The Van Meter Monster. Yeah. Depends I on what you want to do. I actually here. worked with the guy. His last name was Van Meter. Dude. It's weird. Was he a cryptid? Possibly. Did he have wings? I don't know. He had a shirt on, so <laughs> I'm not going to say that he did Did he have, have a unicorn stump on his head that shot light like a lightsaber? No. That I can attest Copy to. Copy that. Well, he did have a hard hat on. So you can't attest to I it. can't. Um, for those interested, I know you like Kyle's book recommendation from the last one. There is a book on this if anybody wants to check it out. 
It's called The Van Meter Visitor, A True and Mysterious Encounter with the Unknown. Uh, it's by Chad Lewis, Kevin Lee Nelson. Uh, check it out. You can get it on Amazon. It's on Kindle, paperback, whatever you want to do if you'd like to read more into this cryptid. All right. We're going to go to Van Meter, Iowa. So it's not just a clever name. Oh. It's located in Dallas County, Iowa in the United States, located along the Raccoon River. It is a small town. Population hovers right around a thousand people. However, at the turn of the century, there was an extra resident in Van Meter. His presence, his or hers, I'm not sure the sex of the creature, but his presence would shake the town's foundation to the core. In the early mornings of Monday, September 28th, which is my oldest son's birthday, 1903. Weird. Nah, he wasn't born in 1903. Okay, that'd be even weirder. Um, it's stated that an implements dealer, I don't know what implements he sells. Probably narcotics. Yes, okay. A narcotics dealer named Hugh G. <laughs> Griffith was returning home from a business trip when he witnessed what he assumed to be a searchlight on the roof of the Mayer and Griggs store on Main Street of Van Meter. This caught him off guard as it was around 1 a.m. in the morning and the town was pretty much dead at the time. Wasn't anybody up, no one on the streets, just kind of everybody asleep, and he's making his way back home. As he sat there looking at the light, he eventually figured it probably wasn't a searchlight, and maybe it was just a lantern someone had posted atop the building. He was kind of standing there, checking it out, contemplating why he had never seen it before, when all of a sudden, the lantern went out. He's like, Dude, the visual I have in my head is insane. <laughs> he's like, well... Like all I picture is basically one of them deep sea fishes dangling his little light bulb. Yeah, he's like, "Come up here and check <laughs> check this out, dog. Come on up here, you delicious human." I don't know. The visual is just like I haven't even seen a picture of this thing. I just picture something like bat like with like just this giant lightsaber on its head, <laughs> and he's like, "Dang." Look at that new lamp. That's pretty sick. <laughs> I never noticed that lamp over there on the Mayor and Griggs store. But then the light went out. And that's when he was like, oh, that's why I've never noticed it, because it just it goes yeah, out it goes, all the time. It's, it's automatic. Oh, 1903 automatic lantern. Obviously. So it goes out, and he's like, oh, that's fucking weird, right? Then, all of a sudden, it popped up on the roof across the street. Okay, now we have something to be afraid of. Well, it's it's stated in the article that it's across the way, quote unquote, but I'm assuming it's across the street because Griffith said he just stood there in shock because there was no way any human could have made it down the Mayor and Griggs store and back up the other uh, building to turn the light or to light the lantern back up. Well, either way. And he said they sure as fuck could not have jumped that far. Right. Well, either way... At this point, I would be freaked out because you, you're acknowledging a light on top of the store, and then even even if it went out, and you're like, "Oh, that's you know whatever," a light went out, no big deal. But say ten feet away from where it originally was, it turned back on. I'm still gonna be like, "Okay, great." It's a little more interesting now. It's a UFO. That's probably where my brain would naturally go. <laughs> that's, that's but nevertheless, I mean, it'd still be. I'm not saying I'd be jump out of my skin scared. But I would be, I would be like, okay, well, this story's evolving. Yeah, that's kind, of, that's kind of where he went too. There are conflicting reports stating that Griffith actually saw a tall, dark creature jump across the buildings, where other reports just say he saw the light itself. Anyway, after he saw the uh, lantern move across the street, he said, "Fuck that," and decided to go home and just go to bed. 
dude, my guy. Which is probably the best. My considering. guy. The next day he gets up and he starts to tell some of the other town folks what he had seen. But most people are like, Griffith, you're probably drunk. Go the fuck home. See, he was a drug and dealer. Nobody believed him. But by the end of the day, people are going to start taking shit much more seriously. That night, A.C. Alcott, the town's resident doctor, had closed up shop and was getting ready to turn in for the night in a room above his practice that he'd renovated as kind of like a makeshift, just hangout spot. Thought he had to get up early the next day, so he was like, fuck it, I'm just going to crash here at the doctor's office. He turned in for the night and was awoken a few hours later. Again, at almost 1 a.m. on September 29th, Dr. Alcott was startled awake by the sound as what he referred to as a gurgle, as if someone was choking. As soon as he sat up, he was hit with a bright beam of light that shined right into his face from outside of his window. So, as I got this mental picture here, I'm kind of figuring him taking a Kyle approach. Like, this is what Kyle would do in this situation. All right, let's hear it. So, you're waking up to the gurgle. Someone shining a light through your window. Alcott jumps the fuck out of bed. Doesn't even get out of his pajamas, grabs his revolver off his table, runs the fuck outside to see what's going on. I thought you were going to say he started busting rounds through the window, and I'm like, whoa. (laughs) Runs outside to see what's going on. So he's ready to roll. He's like, if it's an intruder trying to get into my doctor's office, let's dance. Yeah, it's not far off of what I would do. Yeah, you got somebody peeking through your window, shining a light. I don't yeah, know why uh, he didn't consider that his window's on the second floor. That's a good point. But at this point, he was just like, whatever. He yeah. could be kids playing a prank. He didn't care. He was fucking toting iron, and they were going to get it. What he saw, he was quoted in the October 11th, 1903 St. Paul Globe News article as half human, half animal, with great bat-like wings and a bright light emanated from a single blunt horn on the creature's forehead. It stated a dazzling light that fairly blinded him came from a blunt horn-like protuberance that came from the creature's forehead. He also stated that the creature had a large beak, not that much different than a parrot, and it was also bipedal. What in the fuck? <laughs> like, that is the most bizarre, just like, put together of things. It's just ridiculous. So you got, first off, it's bipedal. And it's about eight and feet tall. And it's got a dazzling light. It's got a beak. From a blunt horn coming yeah. out of the head. It's Come got on. A we all know uni- what that description it's is. It's got a unicorn stump that it shoots light out of. <laughs> and it's got giant wings. What the fuck? Bro, this is money. This is this is a crazy... I've never heard of... Uh, other than your crazy descriptions of uh, the Jersey Devil. Because there, there's some... There's some pretty interesting allegations there, but I have never heard of anything being able to shoot light out of its forehead. <laughs> At first, I thought it was Mothman. When I started reading bipedal, tall wings, I'm like, okay, Mothman. And then the light came. And then he lightsabers the fuck out of everybody. That's awesome. The doctor also noted what he called a stupefying odor that almost overcame him. <laughs> God damn it. So it's I got, just, now I think it disturbed. <laughs> I, I knew I knew you're gonna. <laughs> Ooh, ah. Anyway, anyway, at this point, the doctor, fearing for his life, of course, was left with no choice than to Kyle this motherfucking cryptid. Let's go and fire his revolver five times, point blank. What? Basically, point blank, 
into the creature. Unfortunately, to Dr. Alcott's dismay, the bullets had no effect. He should have got a bigger gun. They didn't mention the caliber. I'm hoping, hoping it was, a, yeah, I hope it was a grenade launcher, but it was 1903. They probably had them then. Anyway. Yeah. Considering it was near impossible to miss, the thought of the creature being bulletproof was too much for the doctor to handle, so he ran inside his doctor's office up to his room and he barricaded the doors and the windows. Um, it's said that some speculate the doctor saved one round from the six-round chamber. For himself. Not to fire at the creature, but in case it got in the building to uh, save for himself. See, I don't... That's kind of a reach. Yeah, that's... I feel like that, too, because, like, logic does not... When you're you're faced with that type of situation, I don't feel like you're going to be like... Especially if you're that close to it. I could understand squeezing five shots off and you're not thinking about it. And then you just stop because you realize there's literally nothing happening to this creature. I think at which point I would probably just stand there and be like, oh, shit. Here we go. Because... Not to mention, you had light coming in from, your, like Steve said, from your second story window. It can get to you. Yeah. If it wants to, it can get to you. That's what I'm thinking. So, I don't know. I'm with you. Like, to think that he purposely saved, I mean. It's a unless, stretch. Unless that dude was straight up like Bruce Willis calm. And he was just like, okay, well, now I know what I'm going to do because I can't kill you. <laughs> And I'm not going to let you kill me, obviously. I would rather kill myself. But I, yeah, it's definitely a, For me, it's it sounds a like a reach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's kind of where I was. Luckily, the creature retreated for the rest of the evening and was not spot, spotted again. Which is bizarre. <sighs> yeah, he just said, fuck it. Yeah. I if mean, I got like, shot five times in the chest, I'd probably go the fuck home, too. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't know. I feel like it should be mad at that point. Dude, everybody in but this... maybe he's just, just chill. Just wait. Everybody in this fucking town wants to kill this thing. Awesome. All this thing does is fly what around and shine its light. Everyone shoots it. Every what single a, fucking person. That's, that's kind of excessive. So the following night, the Adele High School graduate, Clarence Peter Dunn, had a similar experience. Dunn, who was a cashier at the Van Meter Bank and eventually the bank manager, feared that the recent sightings were no more than bank robbers. Obviously. And burglars. So Obviously. he said, not in my town, bitches. And he just camped out at the bank. Of course. So come he did. on, let's get it. So he's staying in his bank to deter any would be burglars who might tough, try to rob them. Tough guy mentality. Yeah. He was on night watch in the lobby of his bank with his shotgun at his side. You, I mean, you kind of have to respect Dunn there for taking matters into his own hands, like protecting his shit. In a nutshell, sure. And like, kind of keeping your, it's like it's your town's bank. You know, I've, you're the no, manager. See, I feel like. He, like, realistically, if he's doing anything, he's trying to kill that thing for bragging rights. <laughs> Just wait. <laughs> okay. So he took this whole thing in his in his hands. Well, he still was in the in the um, mindset that it wasn't a creature. Unless unless that thing around. unless that thing is all about the paper. Hey, Hollow Cult. The weather's getting nice, and you know what that means? It's cryptid hunting season, and the first rule to cryptid hunting is good footwear. That's why we're excited to announce our partnership with Tecovis Boots. When you're out hunting the dogman or stalking Chupacabra, you don't have time to break in boots. That's why Tecovis is so nice. They have first wear comfort. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with their styles when you're out hunting cryptids. And let me tell you, their styles are on point. I've always considered getting me a pair of snakeskin boots, 
and their pair is mint. They also have crocodile boots, caiman boots, ostrich boots, regular leather boots. They they have it all, and it's it's ridiculously awesome. You can even stop by their the local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. So just imagine yourself getting a pair of legitimate snakeskin Hollow Sky branded boots. How awesome would that be? Nothing is going to intimidate a dog man like a nice pair of gator skin boots. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Come on. Yeah. So again, at about 1 a.m., a tall shadowy silhouette made its presence known in the front bay window of the bank, followed by some weird strangling noises. Dunn said, fuck this, shouldered his shotgun and blasted directly through the window of the bank. Well. Sending Buckshot directly into the creature. Shoot first, ask shit later. Did it do anything to the creature? The creature essentially disappeared, but Dunn was too frightened to actually go look. He hid inside the bank for the rest of the night until dawn. Upon investigating the next day, he expected to find a dead animal, or a fucking human for that matter, because he just fucking blasted through the window. But to his dismay, there was nothing but a destroyed front glass, not even a drop of blood. He did manage to find some bizarre three-toed tracks in the dirt outside the bank, and is claimed to have made a plaster cast of these great three-toed tracks, quote-unquote. However, the location of this plaster cast is... Unknown. Unknown. Of course it is. Because with any cryptid evidence, it seems to disappear over time. Yeah, I don't know. I'm still trying to figure... Like, my brain is having a hard time wrapping around just the, <laughs> the sheer demeanor of everything, because, like, sure, it might be... That thing might be fucking scary-looking... But it's literally not doing anything but like checking everybody out. It gets oh man, like the poor. I feel bad for it at this point. It gets way worse. I feel bad for it because everybody is just fucking what, trying to kill I it. I want to know what the hell went on in this town that everybody's just ready to fucking blast right. everybody. Yeah. else. like that thing yeah. did nothing but walk in front of the. That could have been a drunk dude walking home, and he's like, "Fuck this!" 
<laughs> he just a drunk guy with a flashlight. He's yeah. like, oh, hey, let's look inside the bank. I wonder uh, if there's any money just to yeah. fucking get smoked. Poor guy. Uh, man, I feel bad for the thing, though, because, like I said, if you were like, Kyle, I saw this crazy-ass thing outside the window. It had a flashlight for forehead. <laughs> And I shot it. It's a mag light head. Yeah, I shot it. I literally shot it six times with my revolver. You'd be like, why? It didn't it didn't kill it. It didn't even leave a drop of blood. And the thing didn't even do anything to me. And then you're like, oh, well, it's kind of like it's an observer of sorts. What a dick. And then your neighbor's like, yeah, I, I was shooting at it last night too. <laughs> and, it, it did. and then just everybody around town's like, yeah, I took a shot at yeah, it. And it did nothing to anyone. Didn't tear anybody's stuff up. <laughs> didn't harm anyone it's just hanging out it's just trying to hang out i feel bad for it could have been a cool pet yeah it could have been i don't know like it reminds me of mothman who's always the harbinger trying to warn everybody maybe this dude was just trying to warn warn the towns of of themselves because they're yeah. all just kind of assholes but anyway i don't know them personally uh after this fucking scenario people of the town started to kind of take it more seriously when they saw that their bank was all fucked up and they saw all these three-toed tracks and shit so a bunch of the town keeps decided to start staying in their buildings figuring out what was lurking around of course they did because that was necessary they fucking ready bro ov white was one of these shopkeepers <laughs> that night he was staying above his hardware store making sure that the burglars or creature didn't target a shop Unfortunately, he was awoken that night by a sound that he described as, quote, two metal files being ground together, end quote. He rose from his bed and did what seemingly everybody else in Van Meter does and grabbed his rifle. He slowly crept toward his window, and as he peered through, he was shocked to see the creature outside his window perched atop a nearby telephone pole sound asleep. So, White... Deciding to be the town's hero. Obviously. Did what everyone else in the town seems to do. And lowers his window, shouldered his rifle, and fires a shot dead on into the creature. And it did Just nothing. Just smokes it. To his horror, it did nothing. But wake the creature up. Upon the bullet striking the creature, his lightsaber horn glowed to life. White said the creature began looking around, checking for the source of the attack... At this point, White states that he became overwhelmed with a noxious smell. White went on to claim that not only did this gas not render him unconscious, it also wiped his memory as to what happened the rest of the night. What? So this... What the fuck is going on? So he's got this gas defense that everybody's talking about, but this... You have to consider the time here. 1903, the alien abduction phenomenon hasn't even hit. Roswell hasn't happened. Right. So... So him stating, like, I get it. If you're unconscious, you're not going to remember anyway. But he doesn't state how long he's unconscious. The fact that he made it vocal that he could not remember what happened the rest of the night totally sounds like alien. Oh, absolutely. 100%. It's strange that he, I wonder if he's seen the gas. Like, if it, if it no, he had a smell, right? Yeah, yeah it had a smell. So, yeah. I don't know. That's bizarre. I've never heard anything like that. And I've never heard anything like this at all. Like the fact that he went on to just just to point that out that he didn't remember anything from the rest of the night really kind of stood out to me. Like, man, that's that's fucking weird. It is weird. Alien abduction phenomenon wasn't a thing at that point. I mean, I'm sure it was probably happening, but not. It didn't take off yeah. until Roswell. 
Yeah, it didn't. It wasn't. It wasn't publicized. Betty and Barney Hill set it on fire. And, yeah. So it's it's bizarre that he made that stand out in his encounter. As wild as White's story sound, it gets weirder because another witness came forward that next morning. Sidney Gregg, another local business owner keeping guard of his shop across the street, was awoken by the gunshot. So he stepped outside to see what the ruckus was. Upon stepping outside, he saw the giant creature begin to climb down the telephone pole, using not only his claws, but also his beak, stated sort of how a parrot would climb down a rope to help him crawl Right, down yeah, the pole. I definitely could visualize that. That's fucking creepy. Yeah, and this dude, Greg, he cooperates other dude's story because it, it obviously was on the telephone pole, yeah. you know? yep. Greg was in shock as he watched the eight-foot-tall creature climb down the pole. The creature released the pole, then dropped down to all fours, before it reared up on two legs, almost as if being human. As with everyone else in Van Meter, Greg did have his gun, but before he could even think about shooting it, the beast dropped back down to all fours, unfurled a giant set of wings, and shot off into the night sky. Okay, so that's even more interesting. Now, I kind of took it as... Instead of having arms, he only had wings, but... He's got four limbs... That's weird. ...plus wings. Kind of... I wonder if the the limbs are more like legs than arms. Because you would think if it had arms, he would use his arms instead of his beak to climb down the pole. Unless it was just like like how monkeys use their tail, just kind of like oh, a... I was, I was and, he, and he was just shot in the chest with a rifle. That's true. He so might have been a little... He was trying to help himself down. Yeah. Yeah. But the the way he pictured it, like how it's it lands on all fours, gets its bearings, kind of stands up, and I like in my head I picture it looking around, like who the fuck just shot me? Right, yeah. And then he's like, whatever, I'm getting the hell out of here. Drops down and just kind of like, <laughs> kind of like Incredible Hulk launches himself out of there, or like uh, Jeepers Creepers style. Yeah, uh, the Kryptonaut podcast did an episode on it. And I listened to them to kind of get ideas and go from there. And that's when they mentioned the Incredible Hulk, like just fucking taking the fuck off. Mm-hmm. That's what I pictured in my head, like uh, like a gargoyle or some shit. You know, it's wrapped up in its wings, and then he unfurls them and just fucking takes the fuck off. Yeah, that would be it. Would be a pretty alarming sight to say the least. So, um, after it takes off, it goes the direction that any fucking winged cryptid of all time ever would go, and that's the old abandoned brickyard and coal mine outside of town. That would make the most sense. There was another sighting that night, an unnamed resident and high school teacher, which I don't know why he remained unnamed if he was also a high school teacher, but he claimed to have seen the creature hopping around like a kangaroo. Um, It almost makes me think maybe it was injured. Maybe the bullets did do something. Uh yeah, I will let you. I'll let you finish to, uh, with the story before I give. Um, he's opinion. also said to have described it as an antediluvian devil, which antediluvian just means old, ancient, and devil is obviously a creature from the netherworld. Okay, so it's like a demon dinosaur. I mean, I can get behind that. Another another witness, uh, J.L. Pratt Jr., claimed to hear odd screeches coming from around the coal mine the same night that this all took place. After not, or after that night, the entire town was pretty much fucking over it. So the men formed a posse. They all got every gun known to man and decided to dispose of the creature. 
Some accounts state that they that the posse actually saw the creature fly overhead and followed it to the abandoned mine shaft. Others state that they just figured, hey, a giant hole in the ground is a great place to capture this fucking thing. So they just all went there anyway. They decided to kind of set up an ambush at the mine shaft. Considering people had seen it around there, old JL heard the screeches and everything. So they just waited. They sat there for most of the night without seeing anything at all. Which is weird because most of the creature sightings happened in the early morning hours, like around 1 o'clock. Right. It stated that right before dawn, the creature swooped by the posse and into the uh, open mouth of the mine. So you can just picture this thing. They're all standing there, probably freaked out anyway. We all know they're trigger-happy fucking psychos to begin with. (laughs) So this creature swoops down right into the mine, just blows past them. They're like, all right, well, this is what we were waiting for. Now what do we do? So they gather outside the mouth of the mine, not sure what to do next, whether they should go in, kill it, dynamite it or whatever. Then they heard the most ungodly sound that they have ever heard. According to the October 3rd Des Moines Daily News, it's described as the sound of Satan and a regiment of his imps were coming forth to do battle. Oh, that's comforting. I don't even know what the fuck that sound is. Probably not good. Yeah, I I can't even like akin it to any other sound. No. Just just put whatever sound in there you want because that was probably it. I don't know. It's 1903. The newspaper liked to embellish shit quite a bit because it's the only form of media. I don't know. Satan and his imps are coming out ready to fight all these other people. Anyway, so they're standing there. Creatures in the hell den. They're waiting for it to come out. Satan imp sound starts blowing from the mine. Next to their horror, the visitor slowly walks from the cave ready to confront the posse. Like, let's go. You're here. I'm here. Let's dance. Only this time, he's not alone. There's a second, smaller creature, no more than four feet tall, that looks exactly like the bigger creature. So, it's either like a mate or Or, it's a child. A child, yeah. Which infers that there's a third. Yeah, unless it has the ability to reproduce itself. Could. Maybe the shotgun blast blew a finger off and he grew this other one from it. That's a good point. So, like in your head, you're kind of getting this like, oh man, it's got a baby. Maybe we can sympathize with it and be cool. No. The men looked at these creatures who had never actually harmed anyone, who pretty much just flew around, shining their lightsaber through windows, and they they decided that there's only one solution. And as quoted... By the local paper, they had to, quote, rid the earth of them. Of course, that's what their conclusion was. So all in unison, they raised their weapons and fired simultaneously into both creatures. One of the men is quoted saying, the amount of firepower unleashed on the creatures would have, quote, sunk a Spanish fleet, end quote. Probably a little excessive. (laughs) So... They unload everything they got on these two creatures. Outside of making some hellish noises and releasing a foul stench, the creatures were pretty much unfazed by the barrage of gunfire. They just turned around and walked right the fuck back into the mine. Like, was, nice try. Was everybody knocked out? I don't I don't think so. They should have been. Well, yeah. I, I wish Mike Tyson would have came out of the mine and knocked him out. Well, I meant because the earlier one with the gas, he was knocked unconscious yeah. by it. So it did not state. I'm assuming no. Yeah. Because That's there were so I many people. what I assumed as well. 
So as they're standing there, they're like, man, our guns don't do a goddamn thing. So let's just dynamite the mine. That's I knew when I knew that's where I I anticipated that's where it was going before they had the, the shootout. Yeah, they just so they just dynamited it, closed it off. And that ended the sightings of the Van Meter visitor. Just shut it down. That's interesting. Um, Some theories and stuff that the town people had brought about. Um. Uh, the Kryptonaut podcast again touched on this a little bit. Uh, at the time, there was a lot of new species being discovered throughout the world in South America, in Africa, in the Amazon, all kinds of things. So a lot of people thought maybe this was some new species of giant bat. Doubt it. Which, I mean, they're reaching there because it's eight feet tall and has a lightsaber on its head. And, you know, yeah, the lightsaber definitely throws a curveball, but... Being the time that they were alive and this took place, I actually wouldn't be so surprised that somebody would come forth with that explanation. Like maybe, maybe this is oh, something yeah. we haven't seen before. 100%. You know, I'd, like I, they, I don't think their minds went well. Some people's minds probably went to straight like devil, Satan creatures and yep. shit. But for the most part, a logical thinking person. And that's a fair, that's a fair assessment in my opinion to be like, yo, maybe this is a new species of bat because shit's being, look at what we do with Bigfoot. Yeah. It's a new species of primate. Yeah. And as you touched before, some people believe that the miners had dug too fucking deep and actually broke into hell, releasing demons onto the planet. Once again, a little excessive, but nevertheless, look at the time and the thought process back then. So there's that. Um, some people were stated to have said that the wings weren't bat-like, but they were bird-like without feathers. So bat-like. Kind of. It almost made me think of like a pterodactyl, a pterodon maybe. Yeah, but it's kind and of bat-like. And with a beak, but it also had appendages, hands, and feet. And a mag light on its head. And a giant flashlight. That's like the most bizarre. That's the best part. Yeah, it's it's fantastic, you know, but... Is there anything else you needed to talk about? No, dog. That's all I got. So my overall assessment here. Break it down for us, Kyle. Okay, I got you. Oh, shit. Keys came out of his pocket. So I will go on record saying that they most likely seen something fucking weird. And there was a slight rash of things that took place through town. Because it seems like a lot of the town had its own experiences. And even so, the guy corroborating the other story which doesn't necessarily make it true but it does help i will say that i feel like people may have over exaggerated things slightly they sure as fuck overreacted (laughs) they did overreact but i feel like like the uh the teacher i feel like his story was a little over exaggerated i don't know why i just feel like it was even though he stayed anonymous and didn't want his name out there. But like he said, if it's that small of a town, they know exactly yeah. who the fuck it was. I just, I don't know. I feel like he, he might be oh, embellishing it a little bit or maybe just trying to clout chase, you know, try to be one of the guys. He's like, oh yeah, bros. I saw it too. Yeah. It was kangaroo jumping. They're like, well, we didn't see that. He's like, yeah, but you did. Yeah. See that, that was exactly what it was that did me like, <laughs> If it's got four appendages and can actually function on all four appendages and it has wings. Why the fuck are you hopping around? Why are you hopping around? <laughs> Unless he was injured. Yeah, which is the, the which is a possibility. But by all accounts, 
every time they shot it, it did absolutely nothing. <laughs> That's my favorite part. Can you imagine there being there with a whole fucking group of good old boys with all your fucking weapons? This thing walks out with this little baby, and you're like, you know what? Let's fucking blast it. And you unload everything you got. And when the smoke clears, it's still just standing there looking at you. And you're like, fuck. Dynamite it. <laughs> well, I mean, would, in today's world, it would just be nuke it. Yeah, shut her down. It's what, it would, it's what would happen. But the the thing that gets me the most of the, the entire story is the fact that this thing didn't do anything to anyone at all whatsoever. And their their constant go to is kill shoot it shoot it I know it's I know nuts. I know Greg didn't kill it I know Larry didn't kill it but maybe my gun can kill it <laughs> if I get a sneak attack on it while it's sleeping yeah blast it <laughs> come on like you're better than this you're better than this okay they wanted to, maybe they just wanted to be famous like like my favorite story stuff and mouth this motherfucker my favorite story out of the bunch was actually the doctor and. I don't know. Like for some reason that story compels me because I think about you're being, you're that close to it and you squeeze five shots off and it's just it's like, still standing there looking at you. Fuck it. Like it's not, it's not being aggressive. It's not, it's not nothing. It's not hurt. It's doing nothing. It's just hanging out. Like after, I think after that initial fear wore off, my brain would instantly go to what, like, why is it not mad? Like there, this is a, a, this is bizarre. Maybe the thing just wants to chill. Yeah, like maybe it's just looking for a new home, and is investigating its surroundings, looking for food for its baby. The the other oddity that we haven't talked about is this damn gargling noises. Yeah, that's weird. It is weird. Like, cause that would be scary. Woke up to something gargling. That would be that creepy. Would be fucking creepy. You know, almost like there's, <laughs> and he's a doctor. He's like, so maybe there's somebody with something stuck in their throat. Yeah, someone's like, I choking outside, and you run outside, and then you just shoot them instead. Well, yeah, because they have a flashlight. <laughs> that that the bank story is the one that fucks me up the most. That guy all, was just showboater. There wasn't even like all he saw was a shadow, and he's like, <laughs> "Get it." <laughs> what kind of fucking police force do you have in Van Meter? That, is what I want to know. That that goes to show right there that dude was terrified the entire night. I'm, like because another thing, they have the Van Meter Visitor Festival every year, um, in the end of September, where it's just one evening you can go and they take you on guided like walking tours and they have food vendors and shit. Check it out. If that's something you're interested in me and Kyle thinking about going, maybe it's kind of a little bit of a drive, but not too bad. It's actually kind of cool that they keep the, the spirit alive. Yeah. I'd be interesting to go. I know, um, somebody recently in one of the articles I was using, he, the guy who was investigating actually camped out outside of the mine. Nice. That was collapsed. So he should have dug the mine up. He said nothing happened. Uh, well, I wouldn't assume it was trapped. They're trapped underground. Yeah, they went back to hell. <laughs> well, <laughs> obvious conclusion. They flew right. They flew right the fuck back to hell. They're like, man, Earth sucks. Take me back to hell. Obvious conclusion. That's what I do. It's yeah, like it's I mean, like, hey, yeah. I've spent my eternity down here in the underworld. I'm gonna go check out and see what it's like up top. See what it's like above. And everyone tries to kill you. Yeah, that would suck. Like, fuck this. Send me back to hell. Now that I think about it, it would actually make sense that it would live underground. It's got a maglite head. It's got a flashlight, bro. That's out at home. Yeah. Like, that totally makes sense That's now. why it only came out at night. Yeah. 
That totally makes sense. We solved it. Obviously. It's an underground hell vampire. Yeah. Kangaroo. Bat creature. Donkey. From hell. Yeah. Pterodactyl. I'm just, toucan. Again, Hollow Sky on the case solves the case. Figured it out. We are good at our job. We are. We need to get paid a lot fucking more. <laughs> or at all. Well, there's that. But yeah, I just thought since I hadn't heard about it, maybe some of you guys hadn't heard about it, so we would talk I about it. Definitely have it. It's a it it's a be, fascinating story. He might be in the next cryptid uh, March Madness. Which thank you for everybody on the Facebook checking it out and interacting. It's been pretty fucking dope. We're we're in the second round now, knocking him out. Sick. He would probably wouldn't get very far because he doesn't attack anyone. Yeah, but you can't kill him either. No, and he also has uh, bodily gases that make you pass out and forget who you are. Yeah, I forgot about that. It's like a skunk <laughs> on steroids. Yeah, it's like his defense mechanism. Oh, you're going to shoot me in the chest? Well, see ya. Fart. <laughs> knock everybody out. Oh, Sick. man. That's, that's, I don't know. Like I'm I'm so dumbfounded by the description of this thing. I'd have, I have My brain can't even function. I love that it's just... And it's not even like a flashlight. It's just a stump. That protuberance glows. that emits light. <laughs> That's so awesome. It's, it's, it's the coolest it, part of bro, it. Bro, it's got its own bat signal. That's so awesome. <laughs> it's so awesome. Like, I have not. The little one's like, Dad, where you at? And he just goes, ping. <laughs> oh, okay. I got you. <laughs> Don't come over here. They're shooting me still. Like, uh, and, and then if you think about it for the time, for the time that description comes out, that's even it makes it more bizarre. You know what I mean? It makes it awesome. Yeah, I know, but I don't know. I just don't picture that time frame dudes being like, dude, it had a flashlight on its head. <laughs> it was fucking glowing. Did they even have, I mean, I assume, did they have flashlights <laughs> I don't then? know, dude. I don't fucking know. I'm sure they didn't know about. three. there couldn't have been that. I'm sure they didn't know about. Not if they're using fucking lanterns. Yeah, I'm sure they didn't know about the deep sea fish with the little glowy <laughs> balls hanging above their heads. <laughs> I'm gonna look up 1903 flashlights. I hopefully they have them and we're just dumb. Uh, 1903, the first ever ready flashlight was. I don't know, my computer's not working. So, so it was like, legit. Oh, the first flashlight was designed in 1899, so they were pretty new. So it was possible. 1903, the first ever ready flashlight was invented. The flashlight was originally invented by Joshua Cohen. Cohen ended up selling his invention. Yeah, I mean. It, that's what I picture on top of. What are the odds Mothman? that it came out the exact year the sightings were? What are the odds that this is just some big commercial campaign to sell a fucking flashlight? That's pretty sick. Solved it. It's a good one. Solved it. I would I would buy a flashlight just because of that story. Same. All you, all you guys have did. to do is glue some bat wings to a donkey and then tape a flashlight to its forehead. And you're rich. And get the donkey to climb telephone poles and be bulletproof. Yeah. It's not that hard. And give it a beak. Yeah. But it's good. It uses completely. Yeah. Train it to walk on two legs. Yeah. Money. It's just not that far-fetched. Money. <laughs> I would buy a flashlight. <laughs> I would totally buy one. God damn. Anyway, that's the Van Meter Visitor. It's pretty good. Thanks all for hanging out with us. Check us out at all our... Uh, Socials, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, come and hang out. Uh, Kyle said the Instagram's been popping off, so yeah. kudos there. Been cool. 
We're slowly approaching a thousand followers on Twitter, which is dope. Facebook's always a good time. You guys are hella active on there. I love all you guys. Um, so that's pretty much it. Van Meter Visitor. If you want to check out that book, it's Van Meter Visitor, A True Mysterious Encounter with the Unknown by Chad Lewis and Kevin Lee Nilsson. Nelson. Nelson. Same thing. Same thing. I should get that right. Anyway, grab that book if you're interested. And until next time, stay safe, stay weird, and if you encounter a cryptid, it's not doing anything, but cryptid shit, don't fucking shoot it. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.